live for duty on this magnificent December 19th in the year of our Lord, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Jonathan, Jonathan, yeah, uh, so check this out. I was at the kitchen table. Two days ago, two mornings ago, before work. And not my kitchen table, you know, I'm a bachelor. I live in a little humble bachelor apartment, you know. Eh, It's about the size of a matchbox, but it's home. Uh, And, like, I I, I don't have a kitchen table, you know. I, like, uh, you know, I got two kitchen chairs I sit in one of the kitchen chairs, and then I put my meal on the other, and I lean forward, like I got a spinal injury, I lean forward, and I just fucking eat my food off of the other chair. Sure, I could use the table, I do have a table, but I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'm a bachelor, right? I don't don't got time for those grievances, right? So I wasn't at the kitchen table, per se, I was at, like, um, the kitchen table, which is like a convenience store, slash grocery chain here in beautiful Toronto, Canada. And um, I guess they might have them abroad or elsewhere too, right? The kitchen table. You know, it's one of those grocery chain slash convenience stores that are like, you know, kind of compact, all in one. The type of place where it's like, like, you can go get like a pumpkin there on Thanksgiving, you know? If you're like making a little fucking pilgrim display cornucopia thank you to the fucking harvest gods and you put a pumpkin on the table or some shit trying to be cute for your grandpa you know you make one of those you can have like you can go to the kitchen table to get a pumpkin fucking 6 p.m on a thanksgiving eve or you can go there at like four in the morning drunk gacked up on coke get yourself a pack of cigarettes they cater to all sorts like degenerates family people you know It's a real one-stop shop, right? The kitchen table. So I was there a couple days ago, like, before work, right? And I saunter into there, and I go to, like, the, um, the, the baked goods section, right? The bakery section. And there's this, like, old, um, weathered hen. This old weathered hen, you know? She was, like, 65-plus years old. Scour. Fucking glum, fucking frown on her face. Bleary, watery, blue eyes. You know, she had these watery, blue eyes that just seen all sorts of hell and mayhem and, you know, cocks. (laughs) The 65-plus-year-old weathered hen. Her skin was all leathery and brown from, like, years of chain-smoking. Real disgruntled, scrounged-up fucking frown on her face. Just standing there with her sour puss, staring at the bakery lady. I guess she was, like, warming something up in the oven for her, right? The bakery lady, right? So this fucking weathered old hen, she's standing there with this fucking disgruntled look on her sour puss, just waiting for this fucking bakery slave to, like, you know, bake some goods for her, 
fresh out of the fucking oven. I don't fucking know. So I'm just standing there looking at this. I'm like, Ey. so then like, I'm like, yeah, let me get something for like lunch. So I'm like looking around, right? I'm like, well, what am I going to get? What am I going to get? What am I going to get? And then I see it. I'm like, oh yeah, word. A pizza pita. You know, pizza pita. It's like a pita. It's got like some cheese, tomato sauce, a little bit of, um, you know, cloves of whatever the fuck, oregano, pepper, whatever they put on it, right? So I'm like, sure, word. So I throw my pizza pita into a bag and I grab a banana. So by the time I'm done doing this, that fucking weathered old hen, she's done with her little um, order. She got her, whatever the fuck she got, she got it um, warmed up, right? So I could have beat her to the till, but I decided to be a gentleman. I'm like, ah, she's old. She's disgruntled. Let her go first, right? So like I kind of stepped aside so she can like go ahead of me, like to the lineup, right? And she had this look on her face like, of course I would go first, you know. I'm old and bitchy. So she like slides past me, like not, not even the slightest like, um, like acknowledgement of like, yo, like this person just let me go ahead of them. It's like, bitch, like how old are you that you don't even know how the lineup works, you know? Like if I'm ever that stupid and disgruntled and pissy at that age, just shoot me. What in the blood clot? You know what I mean? Really? 65 plus years old? Don't understand how a lineup works yet? Should I put you in a fucking timeout and let you think about it, you fucking weathered old hen? Right? So anyway, I let her do that. So now we're standing in the lineup. And she's got her, like, um, baked goods, whatever the fuck she got. It's, like, warming up. It's, like, it had been warmed up, right? It's in a bag. So... The cashier, this old, um, this old, everybody's old in my opinion. I'm old, too fucking old, too fucking blind. If I was 10 years younger, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. Who the hell you think you're talking to? I'm too fucking old, too fucking blind. I'm Al Pacino in scent of a woman at four o'clock in the fucking morning, December 19th. Give me a break. Anyway, so we're in the lineup, the weathered old hen, she's ahead of me. And, uh, you know, there's this Indian lady on the cash register, right? The cash register is not working fast enough, I guess. It's just rebooting for the day, right? It's like 7 o'clock in the morning. The cash register had just been booted up or whatever, so it's, it's taking time to process, you know? They had the heart not to fire this poor Indian lady and, report, and replace her with a robot quite yet, right? So she still has her job for now. So she's there waiting for this fucking thing to warm up. So then the weathered old hen, she gets to kabiking, right? She goes, um, ah, fuck. <clears throat> my, my breakfast is going to get cold by the time this thing gets working. My breakfast is going to get cold. I'm like, bitch, you're cold. You know, you fucking crow's feet, fucking sagging, jowled, scrounged up, disgruntled old hen. Just shut up, you know? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. But I didn't say that, obviously. I'm like, okay, whatever, right? So then, ah, my breakfast is going to get cold. She's getting all disgruntled and shit. Finally, the till, the cash register, it's ready to work. It's ready to rock. Got booted up. So the weathered old hen, she, um, you know, sidles up next to the fucking till. And then um, she rings through her order. Turns out she got a pizza pita as well. Coincidence, right? Wow. I didn't know old people ate uh, pizza pitas for breakfast, you know? 
I thought the whole thing about old people was like they have digestion problems and shit. She shouldn't, shouldn't she been having like oatmeal and like goat's milk or something for breakfast? Anyway, a couple prunes. Anyway, um, she she has a pizza pita as well. So I'm like, oh, it's coincidence, right? But then like uh, the Indian lady until she goes, wait a minute, miss, wait a minute. There's two here. There's two. What are you talking about now? There's only one. I, I got one pizza pita. No, miss. There's two. Two pizza pitas. They are distinctly two. Distinctly. And I'm looking over the fucking weathered old hen's shoulder, right? I'm like, yeah. There is distinctly two. She was trying to sneak a fucking extra pizza pita. They're kind of flat, right? She like stuck two together and like kind of sandwiched them together, right? I'm like, whoa. You're trying to fucking scam a pizza pita. No, no, there's only one. There's two, distinctly two pizza pitas. Well, I, I, well, I didn't notice. I, I, sorry, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. So, um, the Indian lady, she like, you know, <laughs> unglues these two fucking, ugh, <laughs> these two pizza pitas together. She like, <laughs> like pulls them apart, you know, it makes that gross sound like, <laughs> like, she pulls the fucking pizza pitas apart, right? I'm like, ugh. And uh, I guess she's like, no, you only get one pizza pita. <laughs> so then, um, yeah, the, the weathered old hen, she got her one pizza pita now. She pays for it. Then she leaves. <laughs> wow. So then I'm up next to pay, right? And then uh, the Indian lady, you know, she's looking at my order. She goes, one pizza pita, okay. And she goes to punch it in, right? I'm like, no, there's two. <laughs> she goes, then the Indian lady goes, she looks at me, right? She looks at me like, I'm, then she goes, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. That lady, ah, oh, she gets on my nerves. She gets on my nerves. She had two pizza pitas, distinctly two pizza pitas. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 she had two, distinctly two pizza pitas. I saw the whole thing, miss. I saw the whole thing. You did right, sister. You did, you did a good, you did a good job. She, she had distinctly two pizza pitas. She had two pizza pitas, distinctly. I'm like, I saw, I saw the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and then we had like a, we had like a little chuckle at the expense of that weathered old hen, you know, that bleary-eyed, fucking disgruntled, leather-faced hen. But then like, I got to thinking, I'm like, yo, like, how sad is that to be like a sex, a, to be, to be a sexy, to be a sexy 65-year-old pensioner trying to steal breakfast anyway if you're new to my podcast i am jonathan james ramcharan actor extraordinaire one day i'm gonna grow up and uh i don't know be a fantastical actor fantastical a good old actor boy <coughs> this is sounding creepy yeah um actor extraordinaire living in toronto canada um Comedian extraordinaire, living in Toronto, Canada. Uh, alcoholic <gasps> extraordinaire, living in Toronto, Canada. Um, two years and one month of sobriety. Get out there and get it if you need it. And I am a temporary laborer at your service, my liege. Yeah, I do all sorts of little fucking odds and ends just to turn a lousy buck, you know, washing dishes, mopping floors, buffing hallways, you know, scrubbing decks, moving furniture, weeding gardens, you know, sweeping, 
Anything that makes the sound of money, ka-ching, I'll do it. Don't give a blood clot fuck, right? So I have to, that's how I have to survive in this world, right? Doing that shit to get my, um, you know, performing up to snuff. So yeah, actor, comedian, temporary laborer, uh, alcoholic. Those are like the four things that basically kind of cover me for the most part, right? So welcome to my show. If you haven't been here before, thank you for listening. Um, today I want to talk about something. Defensiveness. Defensiveness, yeah. Um, what got me thinking about this is uh, on the previous episode, I had mentioned um, that I was in a situation where two people, two, like, you know, two back to back incidents, you know, with involving separate people, but almost like the same issue. And um, I was, yeah, I was basically misunderstood and condescended. And, you know, if you've been in that position before, you know, it can sting a little bit if you got your ego and your pride and you give a fuck and like, you know, which you shouldn't really, right? It's like, what does what somebody say, what does what somebody says about you have to do with anything? It's your reality. You know who you are. Like, what what does what they do have to do with you? It has nothing to do with you, right? It has nothing to do with me. Whatever. You're just saying shit. So... Anyway, it still was kind of a sting, a blow to the ego, the pride, right? And I'm just like, hmm, I'm being misunderstood, I'm being condescended. But then that got me thinking about, well, the truth is, I do have a lot of defensive tendencies, right? I'm a defensive young man. I remember one time, um, a couple friends uh, in college, we were like, we just wanted to do like a little game and exercise. We're like, okay, let's point out each other's flaws, I don't know, constructive criticism, you know, college hazing, I don't know what the fuck you call it, you know, it was theater school, give me a break, and um, they're just like, um, okay, well, we, everyone's going around doing whatever, so then it comes to me, and it's like, okay, well, what about Jonathan, and they're like, hmm, you know, Jonathan, you're very defensive, I was like, what, what the fuck, no, I'm not defensive, <laughs> and they're just like, a, you know, cheesy little laugh or whatever, but I'm not, no, I'm not, I was actually kind of upset. I'm like, no, I'm seriously, I'm not defensive. What are you fucking talking about? No, I'm not defensive. I'm getting all defensive. And then, and then I thought about it. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I, it's true. I am kind of defensive, you know. Part of that's being my personality of a comic. You know, you, you always got to be the one to come back with the, you know, you can't just sit there with a, you can't just sit there like a fucking bubble guppy, your fucking jowls hanging down when someone says shit to you. You got to spit something back at them. Fuck me, fuck you. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, and, uh, but part of it too is just like how I was raised, you know, I was, you know, without getting too into it, you know, um, I don't know, there was a lot of emotional abuse, <laughs> seriously, and so, you know, you, you build up a, a, a defensive kind of a front, a front, a defensive front, you know, you, I'm always quick to assume that you know, someone's going to be kind of prodding at me or talking shit to me, right? I got it from my my fucking mother, my fucking uh, teachers. So it's just kind of ingrained in me that someone's going to say some shit to me, you know? Or maybe that's just my arrogant, ornery black man mentality, huh? The black man's always angry at other people for his indiscretions and his problems. When is the black community going to stand up for themselves and take care of their own problems, solve their own problems from within, you know? You can't always be turning to the next man to solve your problems, young man. Hmm? 
Be a black man in your time, young player, young blood. I don't know. Maybe it's a fucking arrogant, uppity black thing, you know? Maybe that's what it is, you know? Some fucking disgruntled black man, you know? Just, just like all the ones you see on TV. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Whatever the fuck, man. I got some blood clot fucking defensiveness in my fucking nature, right? I do. Don't fuck with me. Don't piss me off. You know? <laughs> so then, like, uh, I'm like, okay, well, you know, because, like, I went off, and I, was, I started thinking about it, right? And I started to, like, okay, because it was fresh in my head um, these last couple of days, I started to, like, really look at how I interacted with people and shit, right? And it turned out, yeah, very defensive, right? I was working at a shoe store. <clears throat> like I told you, temporary laborer, all sorts of, I was counting shoes at a shoe store, before Christmas as a temporary laborer. And, um, you know, I hadn't done that since I was in my teens. I used to work at um, uh, a, 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 a athletic foot store when I was 15 years old. And I got fired for going to work drunk. <laughs> you know, I, I just started drinking around that time, right? I was like 14. And um, my mom was, uh, you know, going away on vacation. <laughs> Off to fuck some guy in Vancouver. <laughs> She met some fucking loser. I don't know what the hell. She was going on some joy ride, right? And she's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to Vancouver for like the week or whatever, right? And we're arguing and shit, right? And I'm like, and another thing, bitch. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. That's how it was, you know, like defensive, you know. That's unfortunate, you know. I'm not even joking. I call my mom a bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch, you know. Because, you know, hey, when you're a five-year-old kid and you got someone, fuck you, you little bastard. You're just like your father. You're going to grow up to be just like your father. Fuck you. You ruined my life. I hate you. You know, it's only a matter of time before you grow up and say, look, bitch, why don't you back the fuck up and give me a break, all right? It's not my fault you fuck some nigga, knocked him, got your ass knocked up, and now I'm here, you know? What the fuck? Is it my fault? Very defensive. So, you know, I'm getting in an argument with my mother. Ah, eh, fuck you. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. And I'm drinking, right? I was, like, drinking, like, some rye. So then I'm like, ah, whatever, bitch. I'm going to work. <laughs> and uh, so I get on the bus, right? And I'm feeling pretty good, right? Like, I mean, you know, a little buzz on, right? And I didn't really have much drinking experience at this time, right? So I had, like, a 2-6 of whiskey. And I figured, okay, if I drink half the bottle, I'll be half drunk. Makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, just drink a Mickey of whiskey at a, as a 14-year-old child, you know? You should be okay to go to work. So then I get on the bus to go to work, and then when I get off the bus, I am fucking hammered, sloshed, you know, faded. <laughs> so I'm, like, stumbling through this fucking parking lot on my way to work, right? I'm like, oh, shit, and getting the woozies, right? But, you know, then I get all giddy and shit, right? You know, gallop, giddy up. I get into the fucking store, right? And I'm selling shoes. I'm like, hey, yo, you want those in size 9? Want those in size 10? Whatever you want. I'm getting them, right? So I'm, I'm fucking getting shoes. I'm, you know, I'm handing them to customers, throwing them at customers. My coworkers are like, John, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, things are fine. Whoa! And I, like, I knocked over a display. You know, I was knocking over shoes left, right, and center. <gasps> Jonathan to the manager's office. I'm like, oh, shit, right? So I go into the manager's office, right? They're like, John, you're drunk. I was like, no, no, man. I'm just in f I'm full of love and grace, man. They're like, no, you're drunk. I'm like, no. Puke in the manager's office, right? <laughs> Puked right on the floor of the manager's office. And after this point, I don't even remember, you know, like, um, 
I remember like they were trying to strap me to this stretcher, right? I've told this story before on the podcast, yeah. That like they're trying, like I woke, I came to, and the paramedics were like trying to strap me to this stretcher, right? I'm like, get your hands off me, get your goddamn hands off me, right? I'm fighting off, I'm fighting them off, right? They're like, calm down, you little shit. Why don't you calm down, you little shit? And I'm like, fuck you, right? And I'm screaming at them, I'm fighting them off left and center, left, right, and center. Finally, I get home, right? And uh, my mom had come and picked me up, right? And she wasn't all bad, you know. She came and picked my drunk, my drunk ass up, right? And uh, she comes and picks my drunk ass up. And, uh, you know, I remember I come to in the bathroom, right? I'm like, oh, I'm like naked in the bathtub. You know, I don't know how I feel about that. My mother stripped me naked and threw me in the bathtub. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of creepy come to think of it. Yeah, she stripped me naked, threw me in the bathtub. I, I come to, I'm like, oh, I'm sloshing around in the bathtub, right? I'm like, oh. My mom, she looks at me, right? She goes, you nigga. Ah, fuck you, bitch, and I rolled over. <coughs> Very defensive young man I was. And um, so anyways, yeah, um, I have a history of defensiveness and drunkenness and um, disorderliness, <laughs> you know. Just another disgruntled black man on the fabric of society. And um, yeah, there I was, um, you know, not too long ago, um, you know, working at a shoe store, you know, as a temporary laborer couple weeks ago, right? So yeah, I had that experience working in a shoe store when I was like a 15-year-old kid, went to work drunk. So now I here I am again. I'm working at this fucking shoe store. This is like a couple weeks ago. I'm doing temporary labor. I'm like they're like go de-stuff. De-stuff. Like de-stuffing is like when you pull out all the fucking like, you know, paper and um I don't know, packaging from inside the shoe box, right? Go de-stuff. So they had me de-stuffing. And then some other stupid shoe clerk would like sidle up next to me. What are you doing? I'm de-stuffing. Well, well, why are you de-stuffing? Shouldn't you be tagging? Okay, white. So I'll tag. So now I'm tagging the shoes. I'm tagging the shoes. And this fucking idiot comes over to me. But what, what are you doing? Why are you tagging the shoes? Shouldn't you be de-stuffing? I'm like, I can't de-stuff and tag at the same fucking time. Which is it? Am I de-stuffing the motherfucking things? Or am I tagging the motherfucking things? What am I doing, you fucking store clerk? You fucking shoe clerk? What? What? What the fuck do you want from me? A little defensive. Of course I didn't blow up like that, but in my head I'm thinking, you fucking petty shoe clerk. You fucking dime store shoe clerk. Shut up. And I'm like, wow, I'm really defensive. Because really what's going on was, it's clear as day. These people are morons. <clears throat> I'm in there for a day labor, as a day laborer. It's a fucking layup. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm de-stuffing shoes. Like pulling out paper from shoes. I'm, um... I'm, uh, I'm tagging shoes, right? You scan the shoe box with a fucking scanner, a little sticker, a price tag sticker gets uh, printed, and then you slap it on the bottom of the shoe. It's, it was a fucking Mickey Mouse day, but I was still getting defensive, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, like, these people are really kind of getting to me, but it's obvious what's going on here. They're stupid. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's run backwards. Everybody there is like a fucking teenager, Got all these little kids running around telling me what to do. Sir, uh, sir, did you de-stuff the box of shoes? Sir, did you take the shoes? Sir, sir, it's like, you little fucking shit. When I was your age, I was going to work drunk, all right? Grow some balls and have a life, for God's sakes. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a blood clot fuck if I de-stuff the shoes, you little fucking, you little fucking hen? Get out of here. Little hens. Little hens and little fucking gophers running around. John, John, did you de-stuff the shoes? John, did you take them? He's like, you know, 17-year-old, 18-year-old kids. 
very defensive I am. Mmm, very defensive you are. Fucking mad defensive, right? I'm thinking to myself, yeah, like, it's true. I gotta work on this because, like, you know, it's like, like I said, <laughs> getting orders from, orders from teenagers, stupid people, stir, store clerks, shoe salesmen. Like, what the fuck am I even stressing about, right? Um, uh, and then, like, lately, too, like, as of right now, actually, I'm on my way to work this morning. I'm up. I'm up at the crack of dawn to do this fucking podcast before I go to work. I'm working at a different site today. I'm doing, um, I'm moving gym equipment at a different site. Yeah, um, I'm helping to set up a gym, right? It's like a, you know, a fitness facility. So we're moving in gym equipment. And I started to notice, yeah, like I get defensive. You know, there's a crew of people telling us what to do, where the things go. And if you talk to me in a certain tone, it'll annoy me to the point of like, you know, I won't get angry. I won't get upset. I won't say anything. You know, that's that's one of the blessings of my maturity and my sobriety. It's like, I won't say anything, but, you know, I will make a record. Like, what the fuck did that guy just say to me? (laughs) You know, like I'm petty, (laughs) defensive. And like, it's. Uh, you know, it's not a good look. Uh, I'm working on it. It's not like, it's not to the point in which I feel like it's ruling me or like really making it hard for me to engage with people, but there's definitely a, 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 a hint of defensiveness. You know, this one guy, this one clown uh, at, the, at the job site doing the gym equipment moving. I guess he runs a moving company, right? So he comes up to me, he sidles up to me a couple days ago, right? I've been on this site for like three days now, right? So I guess like a couple days ago, he comes up to me and goes, uh, So uh, why, are you working temp- why are you working temporary labor? You seem like a normal guy. Why, why temporary labor? I'm like, uh, you know what? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It works for now. And that's the thing. Like, I don't want to get into a discussion. I don't want to say, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm an actor, comedian. I have to work, um, you know, uh flexible jobs in order to really pursue my career. I can't put too much of my energy and time into a job when I'm really trying to, you know, perform for a living. And, you know, I have my goals and my dreams and my education and my this, my that. Like, I'm not just some stupid walking uh, dummy dipshit moron who has never thought about how to make a dollar in his life. I, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't want to go into that fucking conversation. So I just, I just play dumb. Oh, well, you know, it's good for now. Whatever. Yeah, it's good for now. He goes, okay, well, um, you know, I, I, do, uh, I do commercial moving. You know, uh, you know, I do commercial moving. It's a pretty good job. Um, I pick my men up for work, and, uh, you know, we've got lots of work in the downtown. And, and I'm just like, oh, okay, mm-hmm, okay. I'm just playing dumb, right? So then um, I'm like, okay, whatever. So then later in the day, the same guy who offered me a job, he fucking... Um, we're standing in the elevator. It's the end of the day. There's fucking 15 construction workers stuffed into a fucking um, freight elevator on their way down from a, a day's work, right? We're about to leave the building. So then I'm standing there and I feel somebody yank. I feel somebody yank on my, um, I had my hard hat. My hard hat was like, a, was clipped onto the side of my backpack, right? I feel somebody yank on my fucking hard hat. I'm like, what? I turn around, right? It's that same dummy that offered me a job um, earlier in the day. He goes, um, hey, hey, is that one of my hard hats? You know, I'm a 32-year-old man. Are you, you know, I didn't say this, obviously, right? But I just looked at him and I go, no, it's mine. 
Oh, oh, okay. And that's just it. It's like, I'm a 32-year-old man. Like, what the fuck? You're going to ask me if I took your fucking hard hat in front of, like, 15 other men? And one of the other guys pipes up, right? He's like, where's your receipt for it? <laughs> Everybody starts laughing. I'm like, yeah, I got a receipt for it. You know, I'm getting all defensive and shit, like, hot around the collar. And, you know, like, again, it was nothing personal. The man, uh, he runs a commercial moving company. He lends out hard hats to all sorts of people. So it's like, you know, he was just wondering if it was his hard hat. But it still annoyed me. It still got me a little defensive. It was nothing personal, but it still did. Still got under my skin. <laughs> so then um, my goal was, okay, you know what? I'm a little defensive. Let me work on this. Because I went home and I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I, don't, I'm, I really got to work on this, right? So then the very next day, which was yesterday... I go back to work, and um, he sees me again, right? The same guy who offered me a job. And, he, you know, he comes up to me again, right? And he goes, um, you know, I've been watching you work, and, uh, you know, if you're interested, I got work, you know, commercial moving, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what do you mean you've been watching me work? You know, it reminds me of, like, Django Unchained, you know, when um, <clears throat> fucking... What's his nuts? Uh, Leo DiCaprio, he fucking, like, you know, he's sitting there watching those two slaves fight to the death. Ah, oh, a strong-backed one, you know? I can't even remember how his voice sounded, so I'm not going to do the impersonation. But, like, you know, Leo DiCaprio, he's betting on fucking, you know, Piccaninnies. He's betting on fucking Piccaninnies to fucking kill themselves in the fucking, like, um, the world of slave fighting. You know, it kind of reminded me of the same thing with this dude, you know? I've been watching your work, son. I've been watching your work, and you've been doing a been doing some good work and uh i don't i don't say this to any i don't just say this to anybody um you know if you're interested i got work and blah 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 blah. so i was like you know i was thinking about like the interaction we had the other day i didn't say this but this is what i'm thinking i'm like well i was thinking about the interaction we had the other day and let me grow from this let me so like i you know i didn't I didn't bring up the fucking bullshit when he pissed me off in the elevator. I'm just like, uh, oh, and I didn't bring up the fact that I already rejected him. Like, I'm not interested. You know, I'm, I'm focused on my shit for now. So what I did was I was just polite. And why this strikes me as odd is because that's not my go-to when people annoy me, is to be polite. I'm defensive. I'm a defensive person, <laughs> as I've been told. You know, I've been known to let people know things from time to time. So, like, um... You know, I was polite. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, okay, well, yeah, sure, give me your number, and I'll, I'll give you a call when I'm, uh, you know, when I got some bare time or whatever, after the holidays or whatever, right? You know, I treated him like, you know, all, the, all those girls that um, I um, suffered, countless women that I've sidled up next to at bars drunk, like, here's my phone number, honey. And they're like, oh, my God, whatever, sure, I'll call you, whatever. You know, you, you know I think about that sometimes, you know, it's like, it was so funny. It's like, I did to him what so many women have done to me. Promise to call back. <laughs> and um, I'm like, all right, sure, yeah, I'll call, whatever. And uh, I'm not going to call. And um, it was an exercise in getting away from the defensiveness. You know what I mean? It was an exercise in that. Getting away from that. And, um, yeah. It was pretty good. And the reason why it struck me as odd as me being polite was, for a second, I was thinking, like, am I a pussy? Shouldn't I just told this motherfucker off? Like, yo, fuck you, man. Didn't you just accuse me of stealing one of your hard hats the other day, you idiot? You don't even know what the fuck you're doing, do you? Right? I was going to say that or something, but like, I'm like, ah, whatever. Keep your mouth shut. Who cares? 
It's almost Christmas. So I'm just like, whatever, fuck it. And I was polite. And why it struck me as odd is because that's not my go-to. Because then later on, some other guy was talking to me, right? He goes, you know, he gave basically the same story. The guy tried to hire him as well, like another one of my coworkers. He's like, yeah, that guy was trying to hire me over there. But, um, you know, I was just polite. And I said, um, yeah, okay, sure, we'll see, whatever. And I took his number. But I was just polite. And I don't think I'm going to call him. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I did. That's why it struck me so odd. <laughs> I was polite. I was I was wondering what that feeling was. I'm like, why do I feel so strange in this situation? Oh, I was being polite. <laughs> That's not my go-to. It's definitely not. Fuck you, suck my dick. That that feels a lot better to say than, okay, sir, yes, sir, I'll give you a call after the holidays. Uh-huh. Mm, yes, sir, massa. Django Unchained speaking, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so whatever, fuck. But yeah, it's been working on my defensiveness. So, you know, that's definitely something I want to take into the new year. Just like, um, you know, some more accountability in that arena. In that arena of my life. And, um, you know, right now, everything's going really good. You know, um, I'm feeling, feeling optimistic about the new year. Feeling good about my health feeling good about my um, emotional, mental health, my, my, uh, my physical health, my everything, right? And uh, my everything, that's, I don't like that saying, my everything. It's a little desperate. But I'm feeling great about my everything. And, um, you know, that's when the self-sabotage can creep up. You ever have that? It's like you're feeling great and everything's going good. Then all of a sudden, I'm going to have a heart attack. Something's wrong with my heart. All those years of smoking are going to finally catch up to me. My lungs. I got diabetes. Scoliosis. My legs. I'm crippled. Like all, all, all of a sudden, you start getting all these like panic attacks, right? About like all the things that can go wrong with you, right? And it's like nothing's wrong. Everything's good. Everything's great. Why do I got to self-sabotage myself? Just keep going with the positivity, right? That's what I should be doing. But, you know, I have to admit, lately I've been experiencing a little self-sabotage, right? Listen to this. So, yeah, um, I've, been, uh, I've been thinking a little too much, worrying a little too much. You know, um, overthinking things. In my mental roundabout, you know, like um, past deeds from my um, alcohol days, right? My days of drinking. And, you know, by the grace of God, I'm two years, one month sober. I don't have the craving for it. It's, um, it's something that I've been cured of, but it's like on a daily reprieve, right? I got to maintain it daily. So, but, you know, at the moment everything's good and I'm very grateful and but I'm having these thoughts of certain things in my past and I don't want to speak on them because it's almost like I spoke of spoke of in the last episode like good thoughts bad thoughts I'm trying to keep my thoughts good and I don't want to breathe life into a situation or a thought or you know, a past deed that doesn't have any 
bearing on the present. You know, I don't want to dredge up, drag up old misgrievances. All I can say is that I've done my best to, even in the situation in the past, I did my best to be um, to be honorable. Um, and to this day, I think about it, some of these things, and I have to admit, it's a 50-50 it's thing. I mean, 50% of it is like, yeah, like, there is cause to worry and think. I mean, it is something you should think about. But then there's the other side where it's like, well, there's also 50% of it being a lot of just neuroticism, neurotic, like um, overthinking, um, and also going against the facts. I mean, the facts of the situation show a fairly bright outcome, you know? And um, not to worry, my dear listeners, it's not something that would ever really harm me or it's not something that would ever really, really, it's not a complete negative thing, the thing I'm talking about. It's not a bad situation. It's just something I think about sometimes and you know, I don't want to overthink it. I don't want to bring it up. I, you know, it's like a self-sabotaging thing because everything's going good. So now I have this to worry about. Now I have this to overthink about. And that's really all it is sometimes I think, right? So, um, you know, just, you know, the over-worry and the fucking anxiety over you know, past grievances when you're in a self-sabotaging state, right? But then again, you know, is it true? Do I have the right? Do I have the fucking... the need to really think these things out and work on them? I don't know. All I can say is that I'm working on them. I've done the best to be honorable in the past, regarding these situations and I continue to be and I'm just going to keep going to go heavy on that prayer baby reach out to my higher power keep it uh you know keep it keep it healthy in that way and you know just address my things like a man like there ain't no fucking worry here you know that's one thing in my life that I I always got to tell myself it's like you got to stop worrying I'm not even a big worry wart and I and I worry I'm not even a big worry wart and I worry a lot. Like some people are just out of their fucking minds with worry. I've met them, believe me. And you know, even the amount of worry that I do it just feels like too much, right? So it's going to keep heavy on that prayer, keep heavy on the fucking recovery, keep heavy on the positivity. What else can I do? Um <laughs> I bought underwear yesterday. I bought underwear from Winners. I didn't have time to do laundry, right? I got to work today, right? And as I mentioned, and um, I was like, oh, shit, I got no clean underwear. I'm like, ah, oh, well, let me just go buy some underwear, right? <laughs> so I dip into Winners on my uh, break, right? And, I, and I, I go and I'm thumbing through the fucking um, the underwear section, the men's underwear section, right? It's all ruffled and disheveled, right? People are just savages, ripping over underwear packages, throwing shit everywhere. Everything's a strew, a strewn, a muck, Right? strewn about so there i am and i'm looking at these fucking underwear packages right i'm like what do i want what do i what do i get 
So I see all these different brands, Puma, Reebok, blah, 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 blah. And I see this one, LA Gear. I'm like, hmm, LA Gear, all right, I remember those, like the light-up shoes, right? Remember those shoes that light up? I guess they make an underwear now. They're doing really good for themselves. <laughs> LA Gear, I'm like, huh. Okay, well, for a four-pack, these are $16.99, but I can get a pack of Pumas for $19.99. A $3 difference. Hmm, do I care? What's the difference between $3 just so, I'll, you know, if I bend over at work, somebody can see that I, I'm wearing Puma underwear, you know? And if I ever take my pants off in front of a woman and the first thing she goes is, I love your underwear, I'm fucking the wrong woman. You know, take a look at this cock, honey. Get, stay on point. Stay on the facts. <laughs> stay on the fucking, um, you know, the immediacy of the situation, you know? Never mind the underwear, honey. What about this bush? <laughs> what do you think of this Afro puff? This unshaven fucking um, ball sack. What do you think of this? You know, that's what that's what I need in a woman. Not, oh my God, I love your underwear. So um, anyways, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, huh, what do I do? LA gear underwear for $16.99 or Puma? Do I want to run with the big boys? Do I want to show how fucking rich I am? I wear Puma underwear or fucking whatever the women think is hot, right? So then I'm like, fuck it, man. I'm saving $3. <laughs> So I got myself these LA gear underwear. I mean, I would model them for you, but you know, I don't know. That's not what I want to do. That's not where I want my career to go, you know. So um, I bought these fucking, yeah, I'm like, I'll go for that. I'll save the $3, right? And, uh, you know, they, they look pretty cool, whatever. They're clean, at least. That's the whole reason why I bought them, right? I can't go to work with stinking drawers. So then I, I sidle up to the till to pay for my order, right? These, uh, these fucking, uh, these underwears. And, um, you know, this... Uh, <laughs> the fucking cash register lady, right? The the cashier lady, she goes, um, Okay, uh, okay, underwear. Underwear is final sale, final sale. I'm like, okay. And she goes, underwear, um, oh, medium. You take medium? I'm like, don't make me giggle, right? How fucked up is you? Are you asking me my underwear size? Like, you fucking crazy old hen. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Making me giggle and shit. I'm like, yeah, 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 no, I take medium. Okay, you take medium. Okay, medium underwear. Coming right up. And she fucking rings it through. And, uh, yeah, out the door, you know. Interesting little fucking um, accent for the day, right? A little, um, you know, cherry on top for the day. <laughs> Some funny, weird customer service at Winners, right? That's all good. Anyway, going forward, you know, coming into the new year, feeling psyched. Um, I got a poster done. Finally, the last stages of this poster that I got designed for them. Um, some shows that I'm going to be promoting here in Toronto. Finally got done. They're in the process of getting uploaded right now. The poster, it's a wicked piece of artwork that a good old pal of mine, uh, my buddy Nathan, he, uh, he did for me. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. That's getting uploaded soon. And I'm going to be able to have a nice fresh poster to go out and promote my shows. Um, doing the podcast, working on getting some acting work. Trying to be a better person, really, you know? The career is something that is just there, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's kind of exactly where I always said I wanted to be. Like, I always said I wanted to be, like, you know, doing what I do. And, um, like, for example, Michael Chekhov. <clears throat> the famous um, Chekhov. The famous, um, well, Michael Chekhov, I think, is like the brother of Anton Chekhov. Anton Chekhov is like that famous Russian playwright, um, you know, The Cherry Orchard. 
Three Sisters, um, Uncle Vanya. <laughs> He's like a famous Russian playwright. He kind of was the spearhead of the whole like um, method acting uh, form of acting, right? The whole um, method acting, emotional recall, emotional memory, working from the uh, inside out. You know, just a very, um, you know, vague, vague outline of some of that um, character acting work. Sorry, um, method acting work. But um, anyways, his brother, Michael Chekhov, he wrote An Actor Prepares. Or is his cousin or is his boyfriend, I don't know, Michael Chekhov. Uh, he wrote... Uh, he wrote this, uh, that book, An Actor Prepares. I never read it. I, re I read like a chapter of it. I got offended. I got very defensive because in like chapter two of um, An Actor Prepares, he's talking about how um, he wanted to play Othello, right? So he went and he melted some chocolate in a pot and he smeared it on his face and he's like, I was gnashing my teeth and I was acting like a savage and uh, I was a black man for the first time and I felt it in my Russian bones. I'm like, fuck you, you cosmonaut. You know, you're smearing chocolate on your face trying to be a black man playing Othello. So, like, I tapped out from reading that fucking trash. But, um, because I'm very defensive. But, um, uh, he, he also wrote in An Actor to Prepares, like, you know, he's talking about his life. Maybe there was some... Maybe there was a foreword to it, or somehow I learned about this. He, he had a lifestyle as an actor where he wanted to be very community-based, right? He wanted to be involved with the actors of his community, have an open door, people come and visit him at his house. He just wanted to be in the arts, in that lifestyle, right? The difference of loving the art in you rather than yourself in the art, that's something I was told in school. Like, do you love the art in you, what's actually artistic in you, or do you love yourself in the art, the idea of you being in the art? Oh, I'm an actor, and I'm famous, and I'm this, and I'm that, and I'm trendy, and I'm here, and I'm there. Like, you know, like the, the image, the image, you know, the realness or the image, like, what are you? So it's like, um, I'm at that place right now. It's like, I'm just feeling good. I'm on the grind of it. I'm trying to be more in the community of it. And, um, you know, that really explains a lot of it. I don't want to sit here and puff it up as if I'm doing this and doing that. Like, I'm, I'm just living it. Living my best life. Loving it. Keeping y'all in, uh, keeping y'all in, uh, whatever you call it, updates on the old uh, Jonathan Ramtran wagon. Uh, what else? Um, underwear. Talked about that. Um, you know, disgruntled, um, bleary-eyed hen at the fucking uh, kitchen table. Talked about that. Yeah. Poster. Yeah, the poster. Upload. Talked about that. And uh, yeah, going into New Year, just feeling rejuvenated. As always, just feeling fucking ready to go and kill a fucking uh, tiger. Punch it in the face. What the fuck you looking at? <laughs> Smack a tiger out, you know? Feeling good. Thank you very much for listening. The new year's coming. It is your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent December 19th in the year of our Lord, 2018. Thank you very much for listening. Happy holidays. Go out there and hug a loved one. Kiss a leopard. 
Um, if you want to hit me up with some questions, queries, or qualms, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Hit me up there, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Till next time, me love you a long time. Go out there, be blessed, be safe, be happy, be merry. Happy holidays. Peace.